Oh, it's an honor and privilege to be here this morning, to be among like minds, brothers and sisters in Christ, those of you here in the auditorium, those of you online, because we know that our God lives. Amen? Amen. Those of you who know that God is all-knowing, all-loving, almighty, eternal, necessary, and triune, say amen. 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 All right. So, this morning, uh, we preach, and I say we, I mean you too, not just the guys that are up here that you see on Sunday mornings or on the internet, but we all have a responsibility to teach and to preach what God's standard is. Not, not what we think, not who we are, but God's standard. That's what God calls us to do. And if we don't do it, then we will have to answer to God why? We've disobeyed God. Yes, we have. We do sin. But we hope and we press towards always obeying Almighty God. Always obeying our Abba Father. Choosing Him every time. That is what we set out to do. This morning, we remember that we are victorious. We remember that we are overcomers. Each morning we wake with a mindset that we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Every morning we wake, we remember we are God's special possession. God chose us. We are a chosen people. Let's go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, you are indeed the all-knowing, all-loving Almighty Creator of heaven and earth. Dear God, you are absolutely necessary for any imagination we can have. Father, you are triune. Dear God, you are the one that loves us. You are the first cause. And Father, we fall on our faces, dear God, recognizing that you are sovereign. You are our sovereign God, a loving God who is interested in every single one of the people that he created here on earth. Father, we thank you, dear God, for this time that we can come, that we could be in one place, uh, one heart, one mind, focused on you. Today, we, we call, we deem uh, Good Friday. This is a day that we celebrate Jesus' death, Jesus' burial. Father, we remember that he bore the sin of an entire world, all mankind. Why? because you are just, and because he decided that he would come. He was the only person that could be the atoning sacrifice. Father, we are forever grateful and thankful, dear God, because without him, dear God, without Jesus' actions on that day, we would have no hope. We would be in limbo. So, dear God, as we remember, as we cast our minds back, dear God, I pray that in this time that everything said may be to your honor and to your glory. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This morning we observe the taking of the Lord's Supper. Uh, let's enter into a time of meditation. The title of today's meditation is We Remember to Second Guess. In Him we have redemption. Through the blood, 
through his blood. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Jesus' broken body and shed blood allows us to be redeemed and forgiven. His sacrifice paved the way for us to be reconciled with God, our Heavenly Father. Jesus' sacrifice atoned for the high price of our sin by bankrolling the repurchase of our souls from death. Our sins were forgiven, blotted out, and removed from us as far as the east is from the west. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Jesus' sacrifice, broken body, and shed blood allows us to be justified. As long as we continue to obey God's law, we are made right in God's sight, just, just as if we had never sinned. We are continually cleansed, we are continually purified, and our conscience continually cleansed from sin. As long as we walk in the light, as long as we remember. We are sanctified, made holy, set apart for God's purpose. We are no longer under the devil's control. The blood prepares us for Jesus' return. Jesus' return. And make no mistake, our God, he's coming. He is going to come back. Uh, and he is going to come back for an unblemished bride. If we allow it, the blood, with, the blood will present us to him as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Ephesians 5.27 Partaking in the Lord's Supper affords us the opportunity to reset our spiritual state. Uh, an opportunity to take a look at our hearts and our actions, our doctrine and our lives, to make sure we take full advantage of Jesus' sacrifice. We believe Jesus' shed blood and broken body allows us to be redeemed, to be forgiven, to be justified, to be purified, and to be continually cleansed. That is what we believe. Now, some of these effects are continuous, but all are immediate, in immediate effect. Romans 3, verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of glory of God. But verse 24 goes on to say, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that comes by Christ Jesus. When we accept Christ and are baptized in his name, our spiritual status resets. There is a reset point, and it changes.
Thanks. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was trying to get away from using this. Anyways, God knows best. Um, after all, Christ is called the second Adam. You know what? Let me start over that. When we accepted Christ and we were baptized in his name, our spiritual reset point changed. Our allegiance changed. We were no longer bound to sin. We were then planted at the cross. And that is where our spiritual reset was then fixed. If anyone is in Christ, a new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. Hallelujah. As we meditate on what we have been talking about so far, I want you to consider this. Jesus' life, Jesus' death, and Jesus' resurrection allows us to be perfectly sinless. Now, this meditation is not about being sinless. That's not our goal. Our goal is always to please God. It's not to get to heaven. We are here to please God, and God takes care of the rest. Rather, excuse me, rather we are here, I lost my train of thought. Heart's raising dead. <laughs> okay, rather we are Rather, it is a highlight of God's mercy and power to achieve in us what he desires. That is what it is about. Sometimes we spend too much time looking at ourselves. And we make decisions based upon that outlook. Almighty God has said to us, we can, we are and we allow the enemy to, say, to bring doubt and say we can't. Because why? Our focus is not where it is supposed to be. The power to achieve in us what he desires. A reminder that all things are possible through Christ who gave us strength. Remember the immediate effects uh, Jesus' sacrifice had on us? Uh, the list I mentioned earlier, redemption, forgiveness, justification, purification, continually cleanse. That list takes immediate effect the moment we declare with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. And for some of us who have the time are publicly baptized. The effect of Jesus' sacrifice changes our spiritual status, giving us the privilege of being Jesus' bride without a blemish. Inherent in observing the Lord's Supper is the warning. Reading from 1 Corinthians 11, verse 29. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. To discern the body of Christ, what's that mean? 
to remember why Jesus was killed. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse in our place. For it is written, curse is everyone who is hung on a pole. The cross of the law, the curse of the law was to roll back the sins of the people and not forgive it. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus' death to away the sin of the people and effect of his blood that is open not just to Israel, but now to all mankind. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. It says, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Uh, this, this is one of my favorite passages because of how the writer just puts those words together. It makes me smile. Unless, of course, you fail the test. It's like a, a deer. So we take on the deer and we test ourselves. If we fail the test, we need to repent and confess our sin knowing that Jesus is our advocate with the Father in full knowledge. This is how partaking in the Lord's Supper keeps us in sync with God. Since we are commanded by God to partake, we must, we make sure we do it in a worthy manner. By confessing our sin, repenting, and then accepting God's forgiveness. For he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and not just forgive us, but purify us from all unrighteousness. We have to accept God's forgiveness. We need to stop beating up ourselves. There's nothing we could do to earn salvation. That was a gift. And the sooner we get that through our heads, the better we would be, not just for us, but those who are watching us and those who we interact with. For our, for our, for our God. I'll not stand here and lecture you on the insignificance of your feelings and the role they play and say to you that, you know, there's no place within this process of repentance and confession because that would simply be misleading. But I will quote for you this verse, and I will leave it there, taken from 2 Corinthians 7.10. And it says, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. So there is, there are, sorry, two sorrows here. One that brings death and one that brings no regret. And that sorrow is all feeling. Partaking in the Lord's Supper is not just a once a week exercise. It also reflects our day-to-day -day lives and decisions. So far, so far, we've looked at the aspect of the Lord's Supper that reinforces our harmonious relationship with God. So let's take a look at 
the other aspect of the Lord's Supper that promises our growth in Christ. Now I'm going to invite the van back up at this point. Um, the word says we are to test every spirit. We are not to ignore what is going on around us. We're not to overlook it. We're not to take it for granted. We are to test it. Test to me is a little more than examination. It's a little more intent. There is a force in there that says, I must be absolutely sure that what I am coming into contact with is either of God or not of God. The word says, test every spirit. And why do we test every spirit? Because false prophets have gone out into the world. Well, if they are false prophets, you would think that they are good prophets, right? And by all means, if they are good prophets, we should listen where what is said and apply it to our lives. This is an everyday exercise designed to keep us second-guessing ourselves. We make the effort to keep ourselves on our toes with the hope that we will always, will always make the decision for Christ. So whether we fall or we are victorious, one advantage in this exercise is that it allows us to watch our lives and our doctrine closely. Adding and cutting doctrine and behavior as prescribed by our Heavenly Father.